All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A thunderous Thursday. How are you? Welcome to the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Oilers Nation YouTube. Of course, also online on the Facebook page. You can, uh, that's where you want to watch it. You can listen at uh, sports1440.ca. Get it on the app. You're driving around. It's on your phone. You can use uh, iHeartRadio, the radio player app, Stingray. It's everywhere. So you have no excuse, really. If you're not listening, what the hell are you doing? If you're not watching, so honestly, what are you doing? So it's good. Uh, the Edmonton Orders, uh, something tells me you'll be watching because the Edmonton Orders are going for number 12 tonight. 12 consecutive victories. And you get a little bit of help. Seattle, third game in four nights. Sixth game of a six-game road trip that started in Buffalo, went to Washington, then to Columbus. And then Vince Dunn got hurt. They had won nine in a row. Without Dunn, 0-2. They've lost in Pittsburgh, lost against the Rangers. And now they'll try to uh, to beat the Orders without one of their top scorers. That's right. Vince Dunn is tied for the team lead in points with 35. Now, the Kraken don't score a lot. They're 27th in the NHL in goals. They don't score a ton. Uh, they are getting great goaltending. It's kind of reversed. Last year, they could score. They could outscore their problems. They were unreal 5-on-5. Five they had like 14 guys with 25 points. It was a complete team effort. Their fourth line had Sprong with 21 goals. And it had uh, Geeky with 28 points. And it had Ryan Donato with, uh, I think it was 16, 17 goals. Like, it was a hell of a fourth line. And then Seattle got scared of arbitration. They let they didn't qualify Sprong. They didn't qualify Geeky. Lost him for nothing. And... Now they're really struggling scoring. Everybody had a career year last year. You knew it was going to come back. But the one thing, last year they couldn't get a save. They had a below 900 save percentage from their goaltenders. Uh, this year, Joey Decord has been great. He's got a 923 save percentage. He's going to have to be on his toes tonight against the Orders. As uh, he's filled in very well uh, since Grubauer got hurt. And honestly, if Grubauer came back, Joey Decord would be the starting goaltender. I don't care about salary. He's been much, much better. It is the Gregor Show, and it's always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where, of course, uh, you can get in the game. If you if you haven't already, the great part is nothing wrong with getting in late. You can still learn. You can try to get in all the excitement with the odds boost, same game parlays, the uh, player props. They have all that. Also, you can win $1,000 a day for the next 20 years. Not bad at all. We've done the math. That's seven point two million. Pretty good prize. Kind of keeps you grounded. You know what's coming, but you're like, well, thousand bucks a day. Gosh, 
I wish I could arrange it, though, so part of my day would be I'd have to go pick it up. Can I just have it at the bank close by? It would force me to ride my bike, do whatever. Because I think if I want a grand a day, I want to just retire early. That would be my job. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to pick up my money. I might jog there, walk, walk the dog, whatever. It'd be great. So a lot of options at PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, the Edmonton Order, Sam Gagne, will return to the lineup tonight. Many of you have been, where's Sam Gagne? Well, he wasn't uh, cleared to play. He is cleared to play. He will play tonight. Uh, Adam Ernie is the most likely player to come out, but he's going to take the warm-up. And uh, Evander Kane's a little nicked up, and so they'll decide if he can go or not. If Kane can't go, then Ernie stays in the uh, lineup. And if that's the case, I'm guessing then you'll see McLeod back up on the left wing with Drysaddle and Fogel, and uh, Derek Ryan be in the uh, third-line center. So we'll see what happens. Other uh, games tonight, the L.A. Kings are in action uh, against Nashville. You have uh, Toronto's down the road in Calgary. The Rangers are in Vegas. And all those games, they kind of matter because the Edmonton Orders are uh, closing in on the L.A. Kings. They actually have a better points percentage, so one point behind the Kings, but they have a game in hand. If the Kings lose in regulation or overtime and the Orders win, the Orders are then uh, officially in third place in the Pacific. And uh, if they could get a little bit of help from the Rangers, they would inch even closer to the Vegas Golden Knights. It's going to be a quite a fun stretch drive in the Pacific Division. I don't know if they can reel in Vancouver. That would seem like a pretty long odds, but you never know. I'll tell you right now, if the order somehow managed to win uh, 19 of their next 22, then there's a really good chance they could reel in Vancouver. But that's what's crazy about this order streak, man. Like it is, it's been really good. 22 wins in 28 games. Not bad at all. That um, that ties the order franchise for uh, most wins in a 28-game stretch. The, uh, the NHL record for most wins in a 30-game stretch is 27. Done way back in 1929-1930 by Boston. But uh, there's been lots of teams, 24, 25, 26, here in recent memory. So the Edmonton owners, if, uh, if they could win their next two... That would put them a 24 and six in their last 30 games. 21 and three in their last 24. So not bad run at all for the uh, Edmonton orders. And we'll see if it continues tonight. The one small thing to watch for tonight for the orders is their first period scoring, which was best in the league last year. They were leading the league and I think they're now maybe second, but for their last five games, they haven't scored a goal in the first period. They've been excellent because they don't give up a lot. Obviously, they, they were down 2 nothing. to Toronto, came back. But, and Edmonton's had chances. I just think they need to bury some of their chances early in the game. Like, look at McDavid had a breakaway last game. Hyman had a breakaway in the first period. Neither scored. So they're creating chances. It's not an issue. But their offense has actually been a little bit slow lately. Not a bad, like, it's, it's a good problem because they're winning games by playing Excellent defensively. The orders can tie a franchise record tonight. Ten consecutive games by allowing two or less goals. So uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Also, uh, speaking of cool, do you want to go to the game tonight? Well, uh, yesterday on the show, uh, Kyle had donated some tickets. And uh, we got into a nice little uh, bidding war in the last uh, half an hour of the show. And uh, Mark ended up getting them for $1,600. And uh, all the money went to uh, Robin Brownlee's GoFundMe campaign, which is awesome. Uh, Mark actually had his own tickets. He's like, you know what? I want to donate to the cause. So he got the tickets in the Sportsnet Lounge. So what he did is he actually sent Connor his ticket and said, why don't you guys just auction those off for the game tonight? So we'll make a little bit extra money. Uh, and these are good seats. The row 17, lower bowl, great seats. So uh, do you want to go tonight? To see the orders, there's a few things. A, they can extend their franchise record at 12 wins. They can tie the franchise record if they allow two or fewer goals. Connor McDavid has a 14-game home point streak that he's looking to extend to 15. And then he would join Paul Coffey and Wayne Gretzky as the only two other players in orders history to have multiple 15 or more home game uh, point streaks at uh, home. He also, uh, for the eighth time in his career, could have a 12-game point streak, second time this season. So, lots on the line, a little excitement in the building, and uh, you could help out uh, uh, Bronte, as uh, may he rest in peace. Of course, uh, passed away uh, a week today. It's been uh, 
been a crazy week for his family. Uh, we're really trying to help them out with our GoFundMe. It's gone very well. If you just want to make a donation, five bucks, ten bucks, it all adds up, man. We're great. We're at sixty-five uh, percent of our goal in three days. That's awesome. So if you if you want to help out, you can go to sports1440.ca and uh, you can make a donation of any amount. But if you would like some uh, some tickets to the game tonight, you can do it. It's awesome. And uh, Gregor, actually, uh, Mark sent us another pair, so just doubles your odds right there to go to the game tonight. Is two pairs we're going to... So we'll just take the two highest bidders? Yeah. Oof. How about that? Okay, yeah, make a little bit more. So you want to go, you and some friends? Nice. I like it. 833-401-1440. And uh, you'll make your donation to the uh, Robin Brownlee uh, GoFundMe campaign, which helps his uh, his wife and uh, son, who are now, of course, uh, without their uh, their husband and father, which uh, it's one of those things that uh, it's not temporary. It is permanent. That's the only uh, crappy thing about life sometimes. So if you want in, you can do it at uh, 833-401-1440. Let's, uh, got a lot of text flying in. Hey, boys, curious about uh, the orders. Do you know what the uh, longest road winning streak is? Don't they have one? Well, yeah, the road winning streak right now is uh, is eight games, which has tied the uh, the franchise record. I can double check, but I'm pretty sure that the uh, NHL record for uh, longest uh, winning streak on the road is like 12 games? Yes. The Detroit Red Wings and the Minnesota Wild have uh, the NHL record. Uh, New Jersey uh, last year won 11 road games in a row, as did the Colorado Avalanche. And the LA Kings earlier this year won 11 in the row. So lots of uh, road winning streaks as of late. But yes, the Orders have tied their franchise. Now, on uh, Saturday in Calgary... They could extend that to nine, which would then have them tied for the 11th longest in uh, NHL history. So, And then they get on the road after they break. They're in Vegas. They're in uh, L.A. and Anaheim, I think it is, in their uh, first three games coming out of the uh, All-Star break. Hey, boys. Why would the orders not put Sam Guy in LTR then? All they were doing was uh, losing a chance to accrue cap space. Well, if he's on LTIR, then you're over the cap and you can't accrue cap space. So that that wouldn't work, right? Um, Sam Gagne was close. They just didn't rush him back. That's all. But um, you could have put him retroactive onto a LTIR, but then they would have been over the cap. You call a guy up, they're over the cap. So you're not accruing anything, in fact. So they actually, even with him on the roster, they were still accruing a small amount. So that's likely why they didn't put him on LTR and call up anybody because then they would have accrued nothing. So there you go. Um, uh, we uh, open up the bids at uh, 300 bones uh, right now. Uh, I like it. 833-401-1440. Comes in from uh, Mike. Hey, guys, uh, any word... On uh, Dylan Holloway and how he's done at center. Uh, actually, uh, yes, I, I can tell you, Dylan Holloway's played a few games down there. His line's been fine. He's been good. He's won some draws. Um, and when I ask people, like, he's only played four games. I think people have to understand he's he's basically kind of relearning the position. He hasn't played center in a few years. Hasn't played center ever at pro for an extended period of time. So he's in the best possible position. If the organization truly sees Holloway as a potential answer, for them, in the uh, in the NHL this year, he's going to have to spend a significant amount of time in the minors, right? Just learning the nuances, the defensive responsibility. We know when he gets the puck and he can skate. There's no worries there. It's just the defensive zone responsibilities for Dylan Holloway. That's going to uh, to be the challenge for sure. So uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Coming up on the show today, Ryan Kennedy is going to join us. Uh, TR will be in a little bit earlier. He'll be joining us at uh, 2.40 today. Uh, we'll go to uh, Vegas. What is up with the Golden Knights? Oilers are uh, reeling them in. They're closer all the time. Uh, Ken Bulky will join us from uh, Sinbin in Vegas. 
Uh, we'll get to uh, Ryan's rant. Uh, Livingston will be by. John Forslund will join us. Uh, Seattle. Uh, we knew that there was going to be a little bit of a regression last year. Their five-on-five numbers were outstanding, but probably uh, unlikely to uh, live on. This year, it's kind of been role reversal. Great goaltending. Haven't got the offense. Now, when they went on a nine-game heater, they did score. They were averaging 3.56 goals per game. But that was nine games. In their other 35 games, they're averaging like 2.6. So it's a, they were almost a goal a game more for nine games. Got a much better chance to win when you can score and you get good goaltending. So we'll find out. And when we look up and down their lineup, like Jared McCann's a good player. Did, did people think he was going to score 40 again? And now Jordan Eberle's having a pretty tough year for him. Right? He's only got six goals. He's on pace for like 42 points after 63 last year. You go down their lineup, there's, there's very few guys that are on pace to even match or come close to what they did last year. And that's their problem offensively. Now, Vince Dunn's having a really good year, but now he's out. It was weird. Vince Dunn took the uh, the morning skate today. He dressed, but he just sat on the bench. So clearly he wants to be around his teammates, but uh, he didn't participate. So obviously, you know, if he's not even skating yet with the team, now maybe he uh, he stayed out afterwards. Uh, I don't know, but it, it was kind of an interesting thing to see. So uh, losing Vince Dunn, like he's a really good player. And so that means Riker Evans is going to be in the top pair tonight. With Adam Larson, which means he's probably going to get a little extra dose of the McDavid trio. We'll see if they can take advantage of that. Greg's up to uh, 400 on the tickets. Out of boy, Greg. 833-401-1440. Quick break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Kenny will join us on the Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Coming to you live in the E-Well studio. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, they are more than just premium quality electrical products. They also can help you design and set up your projects to make it look even better. E-W-E-L dot C-A. 221 Sports 1440 Orders Nation uh, YouTube as the Orders set to take on the Seattle Kraken tonight. Looking for their 12th consecutive win. God, I hope they get the win simply because it just makes the Battle of Alberta. That's a big one. There's always hype when it's the Battle of Alberta, but uh, the Orders, of course, you know the Flames would love nothing more than to uh, beat them. All right, adds a little juice in the building, a little juice to fans. It's great, especially if Calgary actually defeats Toronto tonight, which won't be easy, as Orders just saw. Uh, if they do win, then the Orders will go in on a 12-game heater and the Flames will be on a five-game heater. Fun. Saturday night. How many of you are going down? It's always a good contingent of Oiler fans uh, in Calgary for those games, which... Uh, which makes it great. Uh, let's get around the NHL now. Brought to you by McDonald's. The uh, Greater Edmonton Area McDonald's franchise is a big supporter of Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. Uh, wishing all uh, the teams still in it. Best of luck. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed all the swag you got from McDonald's. As uh, Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News joins us now. Ryan, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, there's lots going on in the NHL. It's been quite an interesting season. Uh, you know, some teams that uh, struggled out of the gate and uh, now have kind of found their way. And then there, there's lots of, of uh, I guess, races in both the East and the West. Probably more in the East, if I'm being honest. I think the top seven teams in the West, now they might jockey in positions, but I, I think they're all going to get in. I think the the second wild card will be a race between Nashville, Seattle, Calgary. Uh, St. Louis, maybe even Arizona, funny enough, they actually have the, uh, the better points percentage, so, uh, they could be in it. But, uh, in the East, Ryan, you have now all of a sudden Toronto's in the, in a wild card spot. One point up on Tampa, two up on the Penguins and the Capitals and the Islanders and three up on the Devils. Well, what do you make of this? Is there a lot of kind of average teams or do you see one or two of those teams being able to separate themselves in the second half? It is pretty interesting. In the East, and you know Toronto in particular, obviously goaltending has kind of bedeviled them for most of this season. I think what's going to be very interesting is when Joseph Wall returns, what he can do because when he was in the lineup, they were very good, and and it felt like he was going to be their guy. It feels like the ship has kind of sailed on Ilya Samsonov, even though he played well in that loss to Detroit the other night. It's pretty funny because it, it feels for Leaf Nation like the sky is falling, but they do still have games in hand on a lot of teams. And I think that's going to be the really interesting thing down the stretch is, you know, can a Detroit 
keep the momentum going. And Tampa Bay, uh, this one's kind of the shocker for me. I, I thought maybe they'd take a bit of a step back this year, but it's been tough sledding for them. And you kind of wonder if all those extra games they've played the past four or five years with those you know, Stanley Cup runs and just those long playoff runs, is it finally catching up to them? Is the salary cap finally catching up to them? And then, you know, the other team that I'm really keeping an eye on is New Jersey because coming into the season, I think a lot of us thought, okay, this is going to be the next step. You know, it's the Jack Hughes show. He's got this great cast surrounding him. But, you know, they had some bad injury problems. And, and again, goaltending. I think this has been the story of the entire league, unless you're Connor Hellbuck or Thatcher Demko. And I, I don't know if New Jersey is going to make it. I don't know if they're going to, you know, run out of real estate here. So that, to me, is going to be one of the fascinating subplots of uh, the second half. Yeah, uh, without question. Um, looking at the uh, the trade deadline, uh, you know, it's been pretty quiet thus far. There was a little run there. Vancouver made a few deals, you know, moving out Beauvillier, bringing in uh, Zadora. But there hasn't been... Uh, a whole bunch. Uh, I know there's some teams kind of sitting in the muck wondering, am I going to be a seller or not? Uh, you know, Calgary might want to move Tanev. I'm, I'm not sure if they think the return's going to be as big, but what about Elias Lindholm? Let's just say for sure the Flames are sellers. Who do you see Lindholm? Who would he help? Who do you think is going to have significant interest in him? Well, I mean, the name that comes to mind for me, right now, if they could make it work, would be the New York Rangers. I mean, this is a very good team. They've been one of the best teams in the NHL all season, but they're not super deep down the middle. And Philip Heedle out, you know, that, that obviously hurts as well. Um, if they could make a hockey deal to make the, you know, the cap implications work, that would be pretty intriguing. Um, I, I think any team, any contender that is looking for what would essentially be a second-line center for them. You know, Elias Lindholm, I, I'm going to call him a 1B center. I kind of put him in that Ryan Johansson category where he's pretty good. Um, you know, would a team like Colorado say, okay, well, we just want to go overkill here and, you know, make sure all our bases are covered? That's going to be fascinating to see what the market is because you look at most contenders – they don't have cap space. So that's when you get into either pulling a third team into the deal or you just have to make a straight-up hockey trade, and that's difficult if you're going for the cup because you kind of want all hands on deck. So it's, it's going to be a very intriguing market there. When you look at um, the, uh, the goalie situation around the NHL, it's it's one that's been uh, up and down this year. There's so many injuries. I think there's 90 goalies who have played at least one game so far this year. It's almost an average of three per team. Right now, that's only one game. But still, there, there's been significant amount of injuries around. There, there's been some up and downs. Uh, you know, you, you look at a team like Edmonton, some people were, were freaking out about their goaltending situation. And, you know, the team defense played better. But so is Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner's, you know, 18-4 and four in his last 22 starts with a 9.20 save percentage and only like a 2.18 Goals against average. He's been really good. And even Jack Campbell is playing well in the American League, although I know it's only the American League. But like Merz Leakins, the rumors are that, you know, everybody knows he's out there. No one's that interested because of his, his cap hit. Like outside of Mark Andre Fleury, is there any goalie that you see that teams would have a remote interest in acquiring? I would look at Capo Kaka and Kakanen in San Jose. Obviously, his numbers aren't great because he plays for the Sharks. But that's the sort of goalie where if you're looking for that 1B, if you're looking for that, that guy who can be a very solid backup, that can get you starts you know, down the stretch so you can rest your starter, a, a guy where if something terrible happens in the playoffs, you can toss him in and you won't feel horrible about your chances. I think Kakanen is the guy. I, I, I've seen him play – at an elite level at the World Juniors. Like, he has it in his profile. He has good size. And obviously he's playing for one of the worst teams we've seen in the past decade. Uh, so we know the Sharks are going to be sellers. So that would be the kind of acquisition I would look like where it's kind of like low risk and potential, maybe not high reward, but medium reward. Oh, okay. Um, where do you come out on the Oilers? I think they've figured it out. I think whether it was the coaching change itself or just the shock of losing Woodcroft, 
the defense has been so much better. As you mentioned, Stuart Skinner has given them the goaltending they need because they, they don't need a guy to steal a game. They just need a guy not to lose the game. And I think you look at Evan Bouchard, he's playing much better than he did at the beginning of the season. So all those factors, I think this is the team we expected. Like we expected the Oilers to be a Stanley Cup contender. And yeah, they got to keep moving their way up the standings, but the ground that they've made up is incredibly impressive. The fact that this is the longest winning streak in franchise history, when the franchise once had, what, six, seven, eight Hall of Famers on one squad in the 80s, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, well, uh, the shootout, and because I've crunched all the numbers, the shootout does make it a little easier to have longer winning streaks now. Um, you know, since the uh, the shootout came in in oh five oh six, there's been because um, there's been thirty nine uh, winning streaks of ten plus games. Uh, prior to that, there was twenty five. So I do think the shootout has something to do with it. But the orders, you know what? Uh, they've gone uh, eight straight games, or sorry, nine straight games, but allowing only uh, only two goals or less. Uh, that's that's a recipe for success. They, everybody knew they can score. They figured out how to play consistent team defense, and not just for one or two games. It's it's been for basically two months now. Yeah, and you know when you project it forward, you look at the playoff field and you say, okay, well, who who could scare the Oilers in the West right now? I, I think at one point we would have said the Los Angeles Kings, but they've fallen by the wayside. They're they're struggling right now. Vegas would certainly be a team that you know defending champs you always have to look out for them maybe dallas but there's not a lot of teams that i would put above edmonton right now in the west vancouver would be a very fun matchup oh yeah Canadian. wow uh let's hope we get it um but yeah there's not a lot of teams that i would be scared of if i was the oilers when they're clicking on all cylinders ryan kenny from the hockey news joins us the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in Calgary tonight. Heck, maybe they'll just make the Chris Tanev trade before the uh, before the game starts. I'm, I'm being somewhat facetious. I know there's a lot of people that connect him there. Everybody knows Toronto has to upgrade uh, their blue line. How much longer do you think Brad Treleving can be patient? Like, I don't ex- I don't expect a move before the All Star break, but how soon after do you think uh, he and some other GMs maybe got to get cracking? Because I think there's certain guys that are everybody knows what their weakness is in Toronto, and I think he's got to try to address it sooner than later. Yeah, I, uh, for me, I would love to see this lineup with Joseph Wool back in it first and say, okay, well, is it the consistency in net? You know, it's, it's kind of the opposite of Vancouver. Like, Vancouver goes out every game knowing Demko or even DeSmith has their back, and they usually run out to leads and don't look back. Toronto has kind of the opposite problem. They're always thinking, like, how many goals do we need tonight? Um, so if Wool is back and you get some games there, then I think Trillard could say, okay, yeah, we need another defenseman. Uh, Tanev would be optimal. Uh, but do we, need, do we need anything else? Or, you know, do you dance with the one you brought? So that, that to me, um, you can't wait till the deadline because then it's too expensive. But I'd like to see at least a few games where they know what they have. Well, they need defense. I don't even think it's goaltending. I think their goalie's fine. One of the three can figure it out, but my goodness, they probably have to upgrade two defense spots on that team, which is easier said than done. But I think if they really want to go deep in the playoffs, I think they need to upgrade two defensemen. Yeah, that's fair. You know, they've had some guys that have really stepped up, uh, Simone Benoit being yeah. one of them, but... Yeah, it's certainly not the defense that they had the past few years where they were sneakily one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, have a great day. Enjoy the uh, the next few weeks before the All-Star break. Will do. Thanks for having me. It's Ryan Kenny from the uh, Hockey News. Lots of people around the league. Now, at the start of the season, there was lots of people who thought the orders would be good. Here's the one thing. I'm not sure, and myself included, I said, hey, I thought the orders, uh, I picked them to win the division. I thought they'd be very good. Now, there was no one out there that thought they'd go two nine and one. They were brutal. And they were the thing was they were full marks for that record. They deserved it. They didn't play very well. But they have played very well as of late. And how long can it go? I don't know. I, I do you know, there's been a few little things lately. You know, obviously the Bertuzzi goalpost. Although, hey, uh, Jones made some good saves earlier. I, I think Edmonton needs a better start tonight. Their starts 
which have been a pretty good strength, actually, for the last two years. Just the last few games, their starts have been a little lethargic. Like, Toronto was all over them in their first few shifts of that game. All right, well, you saw Matthew score 27 seconds in. But then Bertuzzi was wide open, hit it off the post. Later on, Holmberg came in. Then they remember that Toronto had that four on two, and Edmonton had all three forwards caught way deep, and Toronto put themselves offside. Like I can't remember the last time a team on a no pressure four on two went offside. That was unbelievable to me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? How is this happening in the NHL? It wasn't like there was pressure. You have a four on two basically from your own blue line, and you went offside. That was. <laughs> That was somewhat comical, uh, really, for Toronto in that game. But then Edmonton, you know what? Really, after that, Skinner made some good saves. But it was really the first 10, 12 minutes where Toronto probably could have been up 3 nothing, maybe. Although Edmonton did have some chances, and Jones stopped McDavid and Hyman on breakaways. But either way, they probably could have had three goals. Should have had at least two. But there's, Bertuzzi should score that 99 times out of 100. But he didn't. And the orders didn't give up. That uh, they didn't get down three nothing, and and even when they were pushing, they didn't give up a ton of chances when it was two nothing. I actually think the one mistake I thought Toronto did was that. Now I don't know if it was Edmonton a little bit, maybe a combination of both, but I thought Toronto got a little too passive when they got up two nothing. Maybe the the fact that they've you know given up leads now in three consecutive games, maybe that would start to okay now we're up two nothing. Let's just not give up the lead, rather than just be like let's get the next goal. So. We'll see what happens uh, coming up then. Uh, Terry Ryan is going to join us. Uh, update on the uh, tickets tonight. Uh, we are at um, 400 right now from uh, Greg on a sweet pair of seats. Uh, row 17 tonight. And uh, the money is going to go to uh, Brownlee's GoFundMe campaign to help his wife and uh, son, Sam. So 833-401-1440. We're going to end that at, uh, at the top of the hour. So it's only going to be a quick little power hour one for that. 833-401-1440. If you would like to go, uh, we'll return to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 242. Sports 1440. Jason Gregor. Connor Halling with you. Hope you're having a, an awesome day. It's a, it is game day here on Sports 1440. Orders taking on the Seattle Kraken. And, hey, it's game day. This guy's so excited. He's coming on early. Of course, uh, star uh, Hitch in uh, Shorzy just uh, came out of retirement for a game. I don't know if he'll ever play again or not, but uh, it was a great story. Uh, Terry Ryan uh, back on the show. TR, how you doing, my man? I don't know if Terry can hear us. I can see him. He's not paying attention. But uh, there you go. Uh, Text him, Connor. Tell him to wake the hell up. Right? Figure it out. So there you go. That's a, that's a fine, I think. I know he's a big star now and he's getting all the, you know, all the interviews and stuff. But hey, be ready when the show starts. Be ready. So what is he thinking? Easy orders now? Slow starting? Come on. So we'll, uh, we'll see what goes on there. So uh, too funny, actually. Too funny. There we go. TR, we can hear, I can uh, hear you. Can hear you. Uh, you can't hear us, but we can hear you. So, uh, that is, uh, weird. We can, uh, I can hear you. Rookie. What a rookie. Eh? Yes. Tell him to put it, tell him to plug in his, uh, his audio. Maybe that's it. Uh, anyway, we, uh, we'll figure that out, but, uh, we'll get to, um, lots of other, uh, text line in 833 Hey, guys, I just looked up the done contract. Didn't realize how much he got. No wonder the Blues had to make that deal. That's a good contract, though, but Vince Dunn has been very good for Seattle, man. Like, very good uh, ever since uh, coming there. And I'm pretty sure, I got to look at the timeline, but I thought he signed the deal after um, he left St. Louis, right? Um, it's because he just signed that extension uh, last summer, I think it was, because this is his third year. In uh, in Seattle, Vince Dunn's a really good player, and I'll say this: Dunn Dunn is sneaky tough. Go back, go Google up on um, hockey fights. He is uh, he is sneaky tough, sneaky tough. So, hey boys, if you could make the money work, who would you rather have come playoffs on the second line, Perry or Everly from Joe Daddy? Well, I'm not sure Corey Perry is a second line right winger at this at this stage. Uh, Jordan Everly's not having a very good year, and I don't. It's really hard to make the money work because even if Seattle eats half, 
I don't I don't see how Edmonton can afford two point seven five. So I'll go with Perry because you have to give up nothing. That would be my uh, answer. Tr, have you sorted things out? Can you hear us now? Oh well. Now, now, did you mute yourself? Holy, what is this like? This keystone? Can you guys figure this out? I don't want. Come on, the hell's going on here? Are you ready now? I didn't mean to mute myself. Holy I'm not sure what cow. happened. What is going on? I know, I know you're a big star already. You know, geez, you got all this stuff. You're tired. You got all these uh, press conferences all over the place. But uh, yeah, here we go. So uh, that's nice. How is it? Uh, how's the reaction been for you, man? The the last few days since uh, like I saw like the WHL is showing highlights of your career. That's got to be pretty fun. That was great. You know, because I I was um, saying to Penny Lane and and. Uh, a few friends i'm like you know the thing that the thing that lasts on youtube usually are the fights right yeah so as time goes by like back in the, in the 2000s no matter what you thought of me i could say well you know most people knew that i could put the puck in the net i fought maybe a little bit too much for their liking uh whatever that's that's an argument for another day but you know as time goes by like some people were going i didn't know you could score after that i'm like well I, you know i did go in the first round i, I know and they're like what well, always ever seen is fights but yeah you know so that was really nice for them to do it and a lot of people were like but he fought too because there was none in the highlight but i'm like you know what that's all right it's 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 cool and i'm not trying to you know what's the word saying that i was sitting there longing for people to put out my goals but it's nice for once in a while there to be a highlight that doesn't show a, a bare knuckle you know oh 100 percent. yeah i i could see so for sure so um that I, was I, nice by the way whoever did that i'm not sure but thank you very much the uh, the 50 goal celebration i liked it you know what hey you score 50 goals man like uh it was down the ice it was a little bit of like chichi rodriguez on skates we were in the dressing room in tri-cities and uh a few guys on the team, we were watching golf. I wasn't even really ever into golf, but we had a really cool lounge there. Okay. Uh, very, like, it, it was ahead of its time. Everybody has them now, but, you know, a big room with the pool table and big screen TV um, with, the like, four or three or four leather couches and a lot of room, ping pong table, and then we had the workout area. We had the hot tub. It was great. And that was, you know, way back then. So I did spend a lot of time in there, and we're on the big screen and uh, the two events I remember ever, the, the biggest my memories from watching TV in there were the O.J. Simpson car chase. I remember watching that with the boys. And we watched golf, and Chichi Rodriguez pulled that out. And I, I loved it. And I was trying to imitate it in the room, but not for that reason. I swear to you, not for that reason. Jason, this happened. This, this happened. That was my 50th goal of the season. Yeah. That was the last period of the year. After the second period, I had 48 goals, and I was in like a four-game slump. And and Ray Schultz, Sugar Ray Schultz from Edmonton, yeah, played in New York Islanders. He had none. And <laughs> Bob Laux looked at everybody, and he said there was a TV game, and he said we're going to use the TV timeouts to rest uh, the boys, and I'm going to take take a couple of timeouts if I have to. We're going to play them as much as we possibly can. And they, he played me most of the period. He put Sugar out there up front. Me and Lanks are killing a penalty with about five minutes left. He gives it over to me. I put it in barely. It snuck behind the goal, goalie's legs one time around the two-on-one from the offside. Now it's I got 49. Sugar shot from the point. He's standing in front where he never would be. Hit some bounces in the net. Sugar gets his first goal. Last minute, I'd already been out there. Um, I'd already been out there two or three minutes at that point. And there was a minute left, and I can't remember if it was a timeout. It was a whistle, and then Bush went down and fixed his pad, and people were giving me extra time. And sure enough, you saw the goal. Like if any, I mean, it was like divine intervention. Not that I'm too spiritual or anything, but it was wild because we went down the ice. I was just standing there. I had no idea. Twenty-eight seconds left in the very last game of the year. I look down, and the puck is sitting at my feet, right in front of the net. You look at the goal. Yeah, I whacked it in. I was so happy. And in that time for like, I don't know until what was it? Two seconds. And I decided, and I was just, cause we were doing it before the game, just screwing around. So I had it like mental uh, muscle memory in my head and I broke it out and I did it just like Chi Chi Rodriguez. I don't even know if I could do it now. <laughs> well, that's funny. When I saw it, I was dying laughing. Hey, you score 50 goals, man. That's a bit. And I think that's awesome that your coach was aware yeah. of it. And, and and even guys on the bench, no one could be upset, right? It's the last game of the year. They're like, dude, this guy scored 48 goals for us. He's our leading goal scorer. Let's try to get him to 50, right? Like the guys on the, that's in those yeah, moments. Sometimes it's your teammates are almost more excited than you are. 
that's another example of what I said, like, you know, how it, what it means to be a teammate. It's not always fighting for somebody or, uh, you know, I, I often say it's not even just hockey. Penny Lane this, this summer had a game and they were winning like four nothing and girls are like jumping around and diving in front of it. And I said, what was going on? Why was Natalie there? And, and Penny Lane said, well, you know, she was trying to protect the shutout dad for Abby. And I was going, yeah, I mean, that's what I would do, but I didn't go, that's what I'm talking about here. Right. That's the way she goes. So, that it, very much similar to the growlers down here, because like I said, I'm playing with the growlers and it's a nice novelty and everything, but I was still taking ice time, even though it's a few ships, I'm taking it from a prospect that could be out there. So everybody's got to get on board. And they did like, that's why I love hockey like that too. Like most people know that and they're there for the next guy, but the boys, yeah, they didn't care. I mean, it was the last game of the year. So a lot yeah. of people probably wanted to get, I don't know, fighters wanted to fight, uh, you, you know, players wanted, a point for sure. Some people might have had uh, eighty-nine points, wanted ninety, right? Yeah. And uh, no one complained at all. We were uh, tight unit that way. And I honestly, I don't know how many minutes, but I bet you I played fifteen minutes of it, if, if not more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob Lauks was his name, our coach. Oh, he was hey, Bobby Lauks was. Uh, he, he was a pretty hard-nosed coach for a long time of his career, but obviously still had a you know a pretty good uh, sense of the theatrics a little bit there, and wanted guys to. Uh, to get some points because you finished with 50 and 60 that year, right? Uh, Lankow, I yeah. think, had like 140. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Points. Lanks had five points the last game to, to, to win it. I swear to you, he had five points. We won seven to two that game. Yeah. Now, I don't remember the wording, but I'm sure Bob was also aware of that because I played with Lanks, obviously. So the more I'm out there, the more he's out there, the more everybody, you know. So, and I think Sugar's my goal might have been while we were out there with him. I just remember seeing the highlight because I've shown people so much. I got yeah. a VHS down to the house, but I, I think he was out there with us. Um, Lanks, yeah, I mean, we were going in, and, and Tucker was, like, scoring a lot. And I think Tucker might have even come, like, second or third the year before as well. So it was almost like he was due to win it because he was 19. He was on Kamloops. Everything was coming up Kamloops. Uh, Lanks had, like, I don't know, 60-something points the year before. And, you know, we were we were sec we, we came second in the division. They beat us out. But it was always Kamloops, right, and everything. We had Selden Surrey, but they had Nolan Baumgartner, right? Uh, it was always – we had me and Lanks, but they had Tucker and Tom Kelly or Doan or a Gindler. They were just a little bit classier or, or better than us in, in all those categories. We were learning. We were a little bit younger. but uh, from, So it didn't feel like Lanks was going to win. And he got five points in that, I guess. So that goal I scored would have been at the fifth. And I think he only won by two or three. Well, Ray Schultz was pretty tough. Uh, I think he was a late round yeah. draft pick and uh, played like 40 some games in the National Hockey League, but uh, he, he could throw him a big guy, if my, if my memory's correct. He was like 6'2, 215 or something like that. Yeah, he was. And he was a, he was a raw. He came into camp, man. I remember him coming in and uh, he was ready to go. He, and he doesn't look Sugar Ray. Um, what is that? Like, 
he he almost looks like a pretty boy. He's a good-looking fella. Always like looks a few younger years younger than he is. Nice smile on him. Looks like a surfer. Okay. I don't want to say pretty boy so much, but he, he's got that. You know, like oh, he'll model. probably take it. No, there's not many guys yeah. get offended if you call him a pretty boy, right? It could be so, worse things. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, so he come in, but he you know he threw his weight around, and, and he's a pretty solid player. Like he was an all-star. I remember him coming to camp, and I had no idea that he would end up being a fighter. I, I don't even know if he did. He was one of those guys that learned how to you know, and he, but he didn't come to camp as a goon. He came in like as an all-star from Edmonton, and he he was, you know, pretty solid like defensively. But once in a while, he'd give you a root in the corner, and if anybody ever came back at him, he'd fight. And then like a few games into the year, we realized this is one of our toughest guys. Like he can really throw, and he liked to stand back and throw. So I, you know, that was I believe that year was Sugar's draft year, and I think he went the ninth year. And, and I don't think he he played any games of their team the year before. I could be wrong, maybe two or three. But that was it. That was a big year for him. Great guy. And you know what? When I played in Bentley in 07, 08, he was on our squad as well. Oh, really? Oh, all right. Yeah, we went to the Allen Cup and lost in the final. Um, uh, the orders uh, defeat the Maple Leafs on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Toronto was all over them early in that game. Uh, it wasn't the greatest start for Edmonton. Uh, Stuart Skinner kept them in with some big saves, and then they slowly, you know, they got a little bit of a break. Marty Jones blinked uh, when he shouldn't have, and Drysaddle beat him on a goal. I don't even think he knew he was going in, right? He, like, you could see the celebration, like, what? That went in? Okay, great. And then, you know, uh, Ryan and Ryan, uh, Derek Ryan and Ryan McLeod uh, have the uh, the uh, game tie and the game winning goals. And, you know, the orders just keep rolling, TR. Now they take on a Seattle team, Vince. Dunn is out. Uh, the Kraken can't score. But, you know, the orders, it's funny. The, the one thing, the one element of their game that needs a little bit of crisp or sharpening is their finish lately. Like, they're creating lots of chances but not scoring nearly as much as they should. Like, they've averaged 36 shots a game here over the last five and haven't scored more than three goals with a goalie in the net in any of them. True, which would be an alarming stat for a lot of teams. Yeah. Not quite, but almost. But when it's the Oilers... I have absolutely no worry. It'll start, it'll start bouncing in. And you know what my favorite play of it all was? My very favorite. My very favorite was McLeod's goal was, was McDavid's positioning there. That was in, that was old school in front of the net. He was, he, any more and he was getting a crease violation. Any more, like it was perfect. Like he even screens the goalie majestically. It's wild. <laughs> like that was any more and you're caught like any, if he's just, a few inches further this way, right? It's going to be goalie interference, but it was perfect. And McLeod showing the scoring talent that we all know that he's had for so long, shoves it right like he saw that opening and boom, it was right there. It was beautiful. That was no accident. Yeah. Well, no, it's bang on. And you know what? The, the orders are on a real big roll here, and they, they got a chance to potentially pass L.A. tonight, to get closer to Vegas, depending on what happens in their games against Nashville and the Rangers, respectively. And then, you know, sets up a potential really big battle of Alberta on uh, on Saturday night where the orders could be on a 12-game heater. The Flames, if they win, could be on a five. And either one, though, that if the orders win that Saturday night game, it's going to be rocking. Like, there's certain places you want to play. Like, I'll say this, Terry, that Toronto-Edmonton game was the loudest game of the regular season, bar none. It wasn't even close. And the players talk about it. You know, the fans were talked about it. It's. I, I wish there was a way to to get that a few more times, even without. It doesn't have to be Toronto there. You know, other. I'd like the the buildings to be a little bit louder. I think it'd make it even more fun for fans and players alike. Yeah, I know. And there's right there, man. That there, there, you can. Uh, you know, what's the word? The the the. the tension the positive the 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 game anticipation in the rink is like palpable more so than when nashville come in right and um those to to me the hockey season of i really think it's too long uh, I, I don't think we're ever going to go back i don't want to complain about it but the, the 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 you know why is hockey so different in the playoffs when you want to win the cup like the people go it's the biggest craziest thing from the regular season to the playoffs i know because it's a really hard game and no one can keep that up for 82 games and then say, and, and exhibition and then playoffs at the same level it's over 100 times a year it's insane uh football like you if you win the stanley cup you've played more games than a football regular season and playoffs i i just and and you know it's a really all the things that go into it the hitting like you said there's no out of bounds yeah, you know, you got a weapon in your hand. There's bare knuckle fighting. There's open ice hitting. Like, it's the toughest sport by far. And 82, it was all respect to football. You just don't play a lot. And you know, there's, you know, the plays are split up. You can run out of bounds if you want to. Hockey's tough. And you get all those games. I'd rather, if, it, if I, like, if, if I was going to play, okay, fine. If we're going to play that many games, make it a burn burner every time. I want to get into this. And I want to mail these things in in November, you know. And, 
you got, late January. It's an ice storm. It's freezing. What better than a game against the Leafs? You know, it was awesome. I, I wish there was more, I don't know, rivalries or, or, or games. that. And there are enough teams. It's just the way the schedule plays out, I guess. TR, thanks for joining us early. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to find out, hey, one team is really struggling. How much of it is injuries? How much of it is just they're not playing very well? And uh, they have opened the door for the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, the Oilers have been skating right through it. With uh, the points percentage, they're right on the heels of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let's get to the con man, a Sports 1440 update. Brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 